Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Down the block, Andrew Jones. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle has won the grand final. He's got the ball. Jared Hayes. Superstar, superhuman. Holy Bucalai. The speed of a bullet. He hits it. He's got Welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. We're going to do a review today of the Parramatta Eels versus South Sydney Rabbitohs on the weekend. Obviously, the end of the Parramatta Eels season and this run for the Rabbitohs, it just continues to grow. Obviously, you'll see the Bunnies taking on the Penrith Panthers this weekend in another sudden death sorry prelim final to get into the grand final. Just on this game, you know, I thought it was a really high-quality game of football. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I mean... The South Sydney Rabbitohs, they came out of the box early. Yeah, they took a penalty goal early. Um, Jackson Paulo scored the next try off a scrum. Pretty simple play. Um, you know, Brad Takarangi, they managed to make him turn his hips off the scrum. Takarangi was always going to be an issue for me, playing in the centres, um, you know, especially out on that right edge for the South Sydney Rabbitohs. You know, they're just potent out there. You know, their left edge is their strong side, but, you know, never underestimate their right edge as well. Really strong. Um, then all of a sudden, the momentum turned, and Clint Gutherson put on you know, just 10 minutes odd of fantastic football. I mean, he scored the first try. George Jennings uh, scored the second. A fantastic ball from Gutherson. A brilliant play by him. And then Gutho touched down for, for another try there. And as has been the case during the entire final series, momentum is king, as has been the case the entire season. But especially in the final series, momentum, it just trumps everything else at the moment. It's an it's a completely different game of rugby league that we're seeing this year to any year before because of these rule changes. And I really thought South Sydney were down and out then, the way that Parramatta, they were just making easy metres. They were just absolutely tearing them up. Um, Campbell Graham was having a lot of trouble there at right centre handling them. And I just... I couldn't see Parramatta losing that game at that point, to be honest with you. And then South Sydney, they just slowly started to turn the gears again. Through their nine, Damian Cook, he was sensational. I've said a lot that when these rule changes came into place during the COVID break, I thought, wow, this suits South Sydney. Damian Cook, if his forwards can just hold the ruck, he's going to absolutely shred in under these new rules. And to be honest with you, we didn't see it. 
I was a little bit disappointed with Cookie all season, and now that the finals have come, you can see he's starting to look up. He's playing eyes up footy, and he's absolutely carving up at the moment. I thought the most interesting thing to come out of this game was in the in the press conference after when Wayne Bennett spoke about his team, and he said that during the COVID break, every other team was training the house down, going nuts. You know, you need to be you know fit, rock hard, fit for this for for when the season comes back. And Wayne Bennett took a different avenue. Yeah, he just let his guys relax. Just chill out because he knew that the last few years, by the time they got to finals, they'd been out of gas. So this year, he, it's it's all about tapering, we call it, which is when you want to get them up for the right time of the year. And Wayne Bennett, he's absolutely nailed it this year. I think they have had a good run. I mean, they played Canterbury four weeks ago and got dusted, of course. They played the Roosters the week the wheels fall off. They come up against the Newcastle Knights. Then they play a, a week in Parramatta Eagles side. But you can only play what's in front of you, and they've played themselves into form, and they've played themselves into a lot of confidence. Yeah, I mean, I think they scored like 28 points in that game um, unanswered after Clint Gutherson's little 10-minute exhibition came to an end. And, you know, when they are playing footy, they're scary. Yeah, and the scariest thing about it is they scored 38 points the other night against Parramatta Eels. And Cody Walker had very little to do with it. Yeah, it was all Cook and Reynolds running the show. And that's scary considering that Walker... You know, he's been the form player in the comp the last month, and they didn't really need him during that time. Now, of course, it's 38 points. Uh, Damian Cook scored a try at the very end there. Um, Jackson Paulo got an intercept. So, you know, it's probably a 30-point game for them, in my opinion. You know, though, those little things fall your way sometimes, but you probably won't get those opportunities against the Penrith Panthers. Now, the reality is of this game that it all changed in a single moment. Now, there was the Bailey Sirenin try. I believe it was Bailey Sirenin that scored where the Paramount Eels, they were down on their end. The momentum was with the Eels. Damien Cook made a tackle on, I believe it was Junior Paulo. Now, he probably should have been Sinbin for this play. He wasn't. Um, it could have gone either way. I'm, I'm not going to say, you know, sack the referee or whatever. It could have gone either way. I would have Sinbin it, but I understand it was a close one. Now, they didn't Sinbin it. They gave him the penalty. Eels had all the momentum, down 20-18, to 18, and they decided to take the two points, which, you know, it's a good call realistically. Now, Mitch Moses steps up, lines the kick up, and the number one thing that I don't understand in rugby league, and, you know, you can say it's hindsight or whatever, but if my under-16 side did this, I would razz them. When the guy's lining up the penalty goal and your team starts to walk back, it makes no sense to me whatsoever. Best case scenario, your bloke kicks the penalty goal, the ball goes dead, they have to wait to get the ball, the opposition team's going to walk up to the 50-metre line and then they're going to kick off. Regardless of what happens, even if he kicks a goal, you get another minute where you can walk back. You don't have to start walking back whilst he's lining it up. It blows me away that teams do this, and I don't think any team will ever do it again. That was best case scenario. You know, middle case sort of scenario, he misses it and it goes dead. You get a 20-meter dropout, yeah? You've then got a minute or so to get yourself back to prepare for that. Worst case scenario, he hits the post and it bounces back. Now, he kicked that ball from about the 15-meter line, yeah? The ball bounced back. South Sydney caught it on about the 25, 30-meter line. Where the hell were the Parramatta Eels. It blows me away that teams are walking back for the kickoff before the ball's even kicked in a sudden death semi-final. I, you know, I understand the argument that Damien Cook should have been sinbinned and whatever. That's fine. But the Parramatta Eels have let themselves down here. It shows where their heads are at. Why on earth, in a sudden death semi, when your season is on the line, are you trying to get a little three-second advantage to get back, assuming Mitch Moses is going to kick that goal? I understand. It's probably a 99% chance he's going to kick that goal, but he didn't. He hit the post. The worst possible outcome happened, and the Paramount Eels, they weren't ready for it. 
and it's cost them their season, I believe that if he would have kicked that goal, Parramatta had a heap of momentum. That flipped the game completely. I've never seen a moment turn a game more than that very moment there. And it sort of sums the Parramatta Eels up for me. Yeah, they had this unbelievable run where they looked untouchable in that game early. It was sort of like their season, yeah. Then it got tough, and then they had to compete, yeah. And they had to stay alert. It's been these sort of brain-dead moments that have cost them all year that Brad Arthur has to sort out. I understand he's got young halves. Dylan Brown's a young bloke. Um, Reed Mahoney at hooker, he's a young bloke. Mitch Moses, I'm sorry, but he's not overly young anymore. He's 26, yeah. He should be coming into the peak of his footy now. And I said two years ago that... 26, 27, 28 would be the peak of his football. And I'm, I'm a little bit nervous, to be honest with you. I think I might have to take an L on that one at the moment. We'll see over the next year or two. But that moment there, it really summed up the Parramatta Eels season for me. It's a big, big worry what happened there. And I think it, it's a lesson that the rest of the NRL needs to learn. I don't think you'll ever see another team assuming that their goal kicker is going to throw it over and walking back. And that's the way it should be. You should be on every play. You should be playing every play until that ball is dead or the points are on the scoreboard. A really hard lesson there for the Parramatta Eels to learn. I thought the usual suspects for the Parramatta Eels were sensational the other other night. Nathan Brown, he's been called into the Origin squad along with Junior Paulo. They were both fantastic the other night, especially Junior Paulo. He was just sensational. This this um, this passing game that he's got that, and this offloading game and the fast feed he's got, considering he's 125 kilos or whatever he is, he is an unbelievable footballer, junior Paulo. I mean, Josh Papali is the best front row in the game, don't get me wrong, but this guy, he's not far behind. For me this year, he's jumped in front of Payne Haas. I've, you know, you all know I, I thought Payne Haas was going to be an all-time talent. Just off 2020 alone, junior Paulo has jumped him, and that's not because Payne Haas was in a shit team. Payne Haas has played fantastically. But the little bit of X factor that Junior Paulo gives you and the ball playing that you can put around him, you know, a big body that sucks in a few bodies and then gets the ball the way the way he does, he's just been incredible. The other guy I want to give a big rap to is George Jennings. Now, he spent time over in over with the Warriors during this year, came back for that game the other night, and he was sensational, I thought. I thought he did a fantastic job for the Paramount Eels, and I really think he'll be pushing for a spot in that side next year. I'm not sure where it'll be. Obviously, they've got their two you know, star wingers in Fergo and Sevo, but I really think he could push for a spot there. He could be replacing his brother next year if he doesn't happen to get back from his drugs charges. I mean, he really had an impressive game the other night. Sean Lane, very mixed bag from Lane. I was, I was expecting more from him. I mean, he, he was literally either he was setting up a try or, or, or he was turning over the ball, Sean Lane. I think Andrew Davey on the bench, he'll be putting a lot of pressure on Sean Lane during this offseason because he has been fantastic this year. And I wouldn't be shocked to see round one next year, Andrew Davies starting over Sean Lane. He's an interesting little character, Sean Lane. He's bounced around the NRL at a few clubs, and I wouldn't be surprised if he's not in the starting side come next year. For South Sydney, obviously they got the Penrith Panthers this week, and you know, if you look at it on paper, Penrith Panthers haven't lost a game since, what, eight, you know, four months ago or something. You know, you, all signs are pointing to the Penrith Panthers. The biggest worry here for them is that they're coming off the week off and they haven't had a week off before. Yeah, it's going to be a huge test for the Penrith Panthers. Yeah, they, you know, we, we call it a one week off. At the end of the day, it's having two weeks off. It's like 10 or 12 days. It'll be really interesting to see how this young squad handle themselves. Do they try and change things? Do they try and outthink the room? We've seen it many times over the years that teams can't quite handle this week off and you know, some of the best teams ever haven't been able to handle it. So it'll be really interesting to see the Penrith Panthers who are coming in a lot of confidence and have just got a lot of momentum. Interesting to see if they'll be able to maintain it after this week off. For South Sydney, you speak about confidence, that's them right now. 
they just believe that they can outscore you right now, yeah? And I, I, I think that the Penrith Panthers would be really worried about this mob. I think they would have much rather played the Parramatta Eels. South Sydney, I mean, they scored 38 on the weekend. Cody Walker didn't do anything, as I said. If he's the best player on the field next week against Penrith Panthers, there's a really good shot that South Sydney make their first grand, sorry, make the grand final for the first time since 2014. It's going to be a really interesting game. I'm leaning towards the Penrith Panthers, but... Geez, this South Sydney mob, you wouldn't want to come up against them, would you? I mean, this forward pack, they're just full of underdogs, and that's how Wayne Bennett absolutely loves it. Yeah, Liam Knight the other night, Junior Totolo are fantastic, Jaden Sewer the hitman, then you got guys like Jed Cartwright and Sirenan who are just playing so far above their weight, it's not even funny. Yeah, they're really going to give this team a big shake. They're outside backs defensively. They're going to be they're going to have to improve on last week. Campbell Graham, he's a guy that I've said he's got Origin written all over him. Defensively last week, he wasn't great. He needs to sort that out this week. He's obviously the right edge for South Sydney, so he's going to be coming up against you know your um, not Kikau. Sorry, you'll have Capewell up there. You'll have Stephen Crichton. You'll have Mansour and Jerome Luai. It's going to be a really big test for Campbell Graham that I'm pretty sure Brad Fittler will be watching really closely. Exciting times. Wayne Bennett knows what he's doing. It's a really interesting clash. Yeah, Wayne Bennett's normally used to having this week off in his coaching career. He's coming in with momentum and confidence. It'll be very interesting to see how this Penrith Panthers side comes out on the weekend because they're going to have to score points because you know South Sydney are. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code buttery exclusions apply see site for details mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for mother's day than whole foods market they're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33 with prime on all body care and candles then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just 9.99 each with prime round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market 